This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, welcome everybody. Happy Monday, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. As I say always, we appreciate you very much. We wouldn't be here without you, so thank you as always for listening. We do appreciate that. Impossible question from Friday. The famous actor insisted that Carly Simon's song, You're So Vain, was about him. That actor's name, and Charlie got this right in my ear on Friday, was... Warren Beatty. That was the answer to that question of the day. And uh, hopefully you guys answer that correctly. Today's impossible question of the day. Why does the Naval Academy play Notre Dame in football every year? Some of you football fans may know this. Charlie, do you know the answer to this? I would not have known this, and I am a football fan, and I would not have known this. So why does the Naval Academy play Notre Dame in football every year. Answer that again on the RushToReason.com website. I would not have guessed that, so I did not know the answer. So anyways, uh, this Joe just sent me. was just I just added this to my notes. And I'm only going to say this because <clears throat> it's just hilarious. Well, it's not hilarious. I, sh- I shouldn't say that. It's hilarious that... We have Democrat-run cities where it is very telling as to how these cities are run, and that I will chuckle about. But this is not a story that I'm actually chuckling about because it shouldn't happen, and if cities were run correctly, this wouldn't. But a TV news crew was robbed while reporting on Chicago robbery sprees. Armed men targeted at least 30 people in about 12 hours, and the news crew happened to be one of them. So you're a news team. You're out reporting on crime in Chicago, and you get robbed. How appropriate is that? Now, remember that the new mayor of Chicago is worse than the old mayor. Make sure I say that. We all thought the old one was bad, by the way, and she was. She she was she was no, you know, no defender of or, or no no prosecutor of crime, and she would defend those even that committed crimes and so on. She she was you know she was no angel in that respect. But the new one's worse. Just when you didn't think things could get worse in Chicago, they're going to. I don't know how anybody lives in those cities. I really don't. I. I 
Where are we headed here? If we don't make some significant changes, the same place. And people will just avoid Denver. It's already happening. People will avoid the downtown area at all costs. So 30 people were robbed or carjacked during sprees between Sunday afternoon and Monday morning. And no, Chicago police have not announced any arrests. A reporter and photojournalist were preparing to do a live shot about the latest robbery spree when a holdup crew rolled up to them at the 1200 block of North Milwaukee shortly after 5 a.m. Without identifying the victims as a news crew, a Chicago police spokesman confirmed that a 28-year-old man and a 42-year-old man were outside of the 1200 block when a black SUV and a gray sedan pulled up. Three men got out of the vehicles wearing ski masks and displaying guns. Now, chances of those guns being obtained legally, I'm guessing, are very low. My gut feeling would be every one of those guns was obtained illegally. So all of the gun control laws that the left wants to implement did nothing to stop these. Now, I speculate, but I'm guessing my speculation is pretty accurate, given where this is. A burst of robberies hit Wicker Park in Bucktown on Sunday afternoon, based on the description of the offenders. Getaway car, a gray Nissan with heavily tinted windows. Officers believed it was the same crew responsible for a similar crime spree on Saturday. So... If you want to go report on crime in Chicago, be prepared to have all of your stuff stolen whilst doing so. (laughs) Again, that's that's what I'm chuckling about is just the fact that it's that bad that a news crew goes out. And, And in this particular article, it goes through all of the different robberies that happened in just a few weeks heading up to this. It's just the crime there. Again, I don't know why anybody would want to live there. But that's what you get when Democrats start to take over. It's happening in all places they're in charge of. San Francisco, here in Denver, Chicago. I can go down the list. And it's just going to get worse and worse and worse until you start punishing criminals for what they're doing. I've noticed more and more videos, and maybe Charlie has as well, of the folks in San Francisco where— or in California especially, but in San Francisco especially, where you can walk into the high-end malls. It's happening even in Beverly Hills now, where they're just walking in, stealing whatever they feel like. They're just loading literally duffel bags full of items they walk out the store with, and these are high-end items. Now, in most cases, from what I can see, Charlie, they're not even worrying about the $900 or whatever that limit is. They're just packing everything they possibly can into these duffel bags and or just putting all this clothing on their on their shoulders and walking out with as much as they possibly can. I don't think they even care about the $900 limit anymore. They're literally running out with whatever they possibly can. It's, it's becoming an epidemic of sorts, and I don't know how some of these places are going are gonna to handle it. I, I don't think they're going to. There was a big article of late in Dick's Sporting Goods, which we have locations here, where their profits are way, way, way down because of the shoplifting that's happening. And what will what will they do to overcome? Yeah, shrink, yeah, shrink. Sorry, shrinking. Yes, sorry, Charlie. Shrinking, the shrinkage. It's not shoplifting. It's shrinkage. But because of that, their their profits will be down, and eventually, you know, all of us end up paying for that. Is the way that works. I talk about that constantly. Golden Eagle Financial, 
Al Smith, if you have not talked to your financial advisor in a while, get with Al Smith. If you talk to one but you want a second opinion of how things work, talk to Al also. You can call him at 303-744-1128. When you go it alone, saving for retirement, Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows you take on significant risk for making the wrong moves with your hard-earned money. When you work with Al, performance may increase up to 20% more than employer-sponsored plans or with automated services. As an experienced advisor, Al uses over 30 years of retirement planning experience to help you understand what drives a good retirement plan. Al gets to know you personally so he can understand your goals, fears, and needs and gives you the best guidance possible given your unique situation. Approaching retirement doesn't need to be difficult. You just need the experience of Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial to direct you on the smart way to go. So visit klzradio.com money now to schedule a no-strings-free consultation and take control of your retirement plan. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Extreme Auto Repair, get your vehicle ready for this Labor Day weekend coming up, which if you've got things you need to get done, you need to get in there as quickly as you can because chances of them having a lot of openings are probably slim. So a few small repairs they may be able to get you taken care of, but if it's something major, you're probably going to get pushed to next week. But you can call and find out, 303-841-1071. The hot temps around the Denver metro area are just getting hotter. And Extreme Auto Repair wants you and your vehicle to stay cool. When the heat outside swelters, you are at a much higher risk of your engine overheating and failing, leaving you stranded and waiting on a tow. You know to check your coolant frequently, but did you know that low engine oil can also cause your engine to overheat faster? This is especially important in the mountains where your car is driven much harder than on flat ground. Simple things like regular oil changes done on time with Extreme Auto Repair can help protect your engine and keep you safe. In the harsh and ever-changing Colorado weather, it's important to make sure that your car is always in tip-top shape. And Extreme Auto Repair will help you make that happen. Appointments are required for services and inspection. So to schedule your visit to Extreme Auto Repair, go to klzradio.com extreme today. Roof Savers of Colorado, whatever you need for your roof, in case it's been in some of these latest storms we've had where you may have some hail damage or things along those lines, may need a complete replacement, need some repair. Bottom line, get it inspected first. Don't call the insurance company, and Dave can walk you through everything else that needs to happen after the fact. 303-710-6916. Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. You need to know what options will be best for your home. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you are looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. 
888-888-6916 or go to roofsaversco.com to keep a durable roof over your head. God. Country. Reason. Now back to John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. I had seen some of the reports on this particular topic I'm going to mention on Facebook because I have some connections where some folks were there and so on. And as always, there's two sides to every story. What you'll read in Nine News and other news outlets versus what might have actually happened or what actually happened. Protesters disrupted the Douglas County Pride Fest. Organizers of the event said dozens of men showed up wearing matching T-shirts and they tried to block the show. And the T-shirts, by the way, all they said was stand to protect children. Because at this Pride Fest was also a drag show. And as a lot of you listening know, this has become a very hot topic in a lot of cities across the country, but especially Douglas County, where we had city council people want to outlaw them on public grounds, which, frankly, I'm all for. Now, I want to preface all of this by saying, if you want to dress up and be a drag queen, more power to you. If you are somebody that's into that and you want to go watch it, more power to you. I, that, is your, that is your call. That is your choice. I have no issues with you personally. Where I have a problem, and I think where a lot of these individuals that were protesting have problems, is when we start making these quote-unquote family events, and we're going to drag our kids along. That is not a place for kids. Sorry, it's not. Some of you might say, well, why, John? Because it's just not appropriate to have kids watching men dress up like women, and especially when these particular individuals act the way they do, and they can be very lewd, and they can expose themselves and have all sorts of things happen, which shouldn't be, especially around children, and especially when it's at the Douglas County Fairgrounds. I am on the side of the protesters in this case, as you can tell. These things should not be happening. Now, I'm all for freedom of speech. You guys all know that. Freedom of expression. Freedom to do whatever you want to do as long as you're not harming somebody else. Here's the issue. It does harm someone else. When you invite kids to these events, yes, you're harming them. That is my opinion. I think it's a fact. It's not just my opinion. You're exposing kids to things that, frankly, at that age, they don't need to be exposed to. Once they turn 18, if they see fit to go to one of these events, then whatever they want to do, fine. But when they're 11, 12, 8, 7, in some cases you can see them in these, you can see some of these kids in the crowd that are much younger than that. No, that's not okay. These protesters, according to some witnesses, delayed the show for about 40 minutes. Now, the show did go on. Upon them leaving, it was back to normal, one of the leaders said. It was one of the most amazing things to say, to see. I cannot let that incident overshadow the amazing experience we had yesterday in the day full of love. After keep remembering to focus on that peace that love wins. 
it just this stuff just makes you want to throw up. So they did their best to stop this. They weren't able to. So the show went on, but the protesters showed up as well, which, to my knowledge, they have the ability to do as well. This is a quote-unquote public event, so they can show up and do what they do. This, to me, is no different than what the other side does to a lot of other things that we have. For example, you can have a you know, Second Amendment organization at the steps of the Capitol, and all sorts of anti-gunners will show up and protest. In fact, they get very loud and wild and bring mega, megaphones and all sorts of things and get right in your face and do all sorts of things that are unruly. In this case, these I saw the video. These gentlemen just stood. They didn't say anything. They weren't mean. They weren't mean-spirited. They didn't say anything. They just stood in a way to block people from seeing the show, which, good for them. I have no issues with that. Now, some of you listening may. I, I don't know why you would have an issue with this. I don't know. I guess this is my whole issue with some of this stuff as well. What kind of parent takes their kid to this? What sick and twisted individual thinks it's okay to drag your kid along to this? And if you're one of those sick and twisted individuals, please explain to me how you think that's an okay thing to do. Would I guess I would throw this out at you. Would you drag that same kid into a strip club and let him see what's going on inside of that show? Would you take him to you know, any, t- any other type of an event where things like that might be going on? Is, is that okay to drag your four-, five-, six-year-old into you know, some of those types of establishments and places? And again, if you want to go to one of those as an adult, more power to you. I, that is your call. You guys have already heard me for a number of years, and I have never, ever come on this program and said, yep, that strip club should be shut down. No, I'm not that guy. It's a business. It's a business that operates lawfully, and as long as it's operating lawfully, if it wants to continue to operate, more power to you. Uh, it's not my place to go run around and shut them down like I know a lot of other Christians and churches and so on to want to do. That's not me. I don't look at it that way. I've never found that approach to be effective, by the way. It's just me. Now, Charlie knows this as well as anyone. I grew up in a system whereby they would have shut them all down if they could have. That's how I grew up. I don't have that same opinion today. I don't go to those. I don't frequent those establishments. It's just not what I do. But am I going to judge and and chastise people that do? No, I'm not that person either. I'm not going to go there if that's what you want to do and you want to spend your money on it, I, to me, that's a waste of money, but hey, whatever. It's not what I want to go do. But I, I would ask these same parents that are dragging these kids along to Pride Fests and drag queen shows, drag shows, if they would take their kid to that same establishment that I just mentioned. Most likely, they're going to come back and say, well, of course not. Well, then what's the difference? How, how is there any difference between one and the other? That's the question that I have. I, I'm guessing most of the parents couldn't define the difference for me. They're going to say that the Pride Fest is a family-oriented event, but 
We've seen pictures of what and videos of what happens at those. So how is it a family event? I, I, I think you'd have a hard time defining it as a family event. That's why these gentlemen showed up with T-shirts that said stand to protect children. And that's what they did. They stood and blocked the show. Good for them. Had I known more about this prior to it, I probably would have done an interview, but I think they wanted to do this as quietly as they could. Now, supposedly, according to this article that I'm pulling from Nine News, the organizers knew this was going to happen and kind of knew ahead of time what was happening. In fact, the organizer even invited them to show us your shirts or do you want to just save the surprise? So 65 men or so stood up and stood there and intimidated the whole audience. This is their words, not mine. I don't think they were intimidating because I've seen the video of what happened here and they didn't intimidate anybody. The kids were crying. Um, I didn't see too much of that either. There were families that were intimidated and made to feel less than. I personally had some of my friends leave because of the hate and the disgust. Well, so be it. I don't, I, again, I didn't see these gentlemen do anything that was that, that um, irritating or intimidating that would cause that. Were they there to make a point? Absolutely. Just like a lot of the other side does for events I just mentioned a moment ago. See, it's okay for the other side to go to those events we have and act the way they do, but it's not okay for these gentlemen to show up with T-shirts that say, Stand to Protect protect Children. By the way, these T-shirts don't say, Stand to Eliminate Gay Rights. Or stand to eliminate the drag queen itself. Or stand to, you know, be a racist or stand to, you get where I'm going with this? It didn't say that. It says stand to protect children. Which, how anybody in their right mind could disagree with that statement is beyond me. So, again, I don't have a problem with these gentlemen doing what they did because they're there to protect kids. Something that, as we get further down the road here, we're learning the left cares nothing about. They don't care about the children. Even though they'll come out this next round of elections, and it's always whatever we're doing, raising taxes, doing this, doing that, it's always for the children. Yet when it comes to kids' safety and what we're going to expose them to, that doesn't matter. They're hypocrites. They talk out of both sides of their mouth. It really isn't about the children or their safety or their well-being or their future. It's actually the opposite. They care nothing about the kids when it's all said and done. So I've got a guest joining us here at the bottom of the hour here. Just a few minutes. We've had her on before. Uh, Taya Shoemake. She is in charge of a great uh, homeschool uh, website, which we'll talk about that when she comes on with us. We've had her on before. And, again, I wanted to bring her on specifically because of some of the conversations even I had last week regarding homeschooling and all of that. So I thought we'd have her on today and talk about that. So she is a advocate and founder of HomeschoolReadyOrNot.com. We'll talk to her in just a few minutes. Speaking of kids, Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. Now, if you're having drainage issues at all in your home and 
things just don't seem right, the water's not draining down like it should, or you've got some odors, things like that, give High Five a call and find out exactly what's going on with your plumbing. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing knows that your drains are out of sight, out of mind. Until they back up, High Five uses a range of high-tech gadgetry to find out what's blocking your pipes and drains. From small augers to big rooters that slice through clogs like a hot knife through butter, they have the tools and knowledge to fix your clog fast, right, and permanently. High Five can solve your plumbing problem fast and educate you on what happened and how to prevent it in the future. Drain clogs can happen far from where you can see and for a wide range of reasons and causes. So when it is necessary, High Five uses a camera system to take video footage of the clog and show it to you so you can stop it from happening again. High Five also offers an enzyme treatment, which is a bacteria that feeds on organic matter like algae, mold, hair, and other clog-causing material to keep your drains running freely. When your drains are gurgling and draining slowly, call High Five for this at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE today or go to klzradio.com slash plumbing. Michael Bailey Law, Mobile Estate Planning. He is our estate planner, and if you need anything along those lines, please give him a call. He'd love to help you make sure your estate is in order. Find him at klzradio.com. I want you to know that there are similarities between wearing glasses and estate planning, even if they're not the same thing. Glasses help you see things more clearly, and an estate plan, done with me, helps you see more clearly where your stuff is going to go in the future. Glasses can help you drive better, but if you wear your estate plan on your face while you're driving... Nah, that could be disastrous. I got my glasses when I was 12. You probably don't need an estate plan if you're 12, but if you're over the age of 18 and have a car, clothes, or a nice pair of glasses, you need an estate plan. The state will tie your assets up in probate for years if you don't have an estate plan, and it gives you the peace of mind that your family won't have to fight to execute your will. You don't need me to get glasses, but you do need me to write a customized, comprehensive plan for you. Contact me at klzradio.com slash estate today to see your future clearly. All right. If you want an alternative in the medical care end of things to big pharma and big insurance, Dr. Scott Faulkner would love to help you out. You can get an appointment, by the way, which in a lot of cases you may actually be put out a little while depending upon who your doctor is and what's actually happening when it comes to that. But Dr. Scott can get you in 303-663-6990. Are you looking for a healthcare provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. Live and local. 
back to Rush to Reason. All right, we're back. You know, some days I sit here and I think, does any of this really help at the end of the day? I, seriously, there's sometimes I'll go home at night and even have my have a conversation with my wife along those lines until I get text messages from some folks like I just got. This is a young person who's still in school that was talking about the topic a moment ago with the drag queens. And the last text message I just received was, I started listening to you after a couple super liberal teachers talked about you specifically in class and a couple other radio talk show hosts that they hate and will scream at in their cars. So it's nice to know them getting screamed at. That's okay. I don't mind. I think your show helps me clear the gunk out of my head that I hear at school up here in, or and here in Fort Collins. Thank you, by the way. You're the reason why I do this, and I mean that sincerely. It's because of folks like you that I actually do this on a daily basis, and hopefully we're making some sense and can help you in regards to what you're doing on a daily basis. So thank you very much for listening. I, pre- I appreciate that very, very much, by the way. And along those lines, Taya Shoemake's going to join us now. She's been on with us before. Welcome back. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I was just talking a moment ago about you and just alternatives to the you know regular public school education. And, and Taya, I understand that even times the kids themselves may want something different, but for whatever reason, mom and dad choose to go ahead and send them to public school. And I understand all of that. And and I get the fact that some are searching and trying to figure all this out and work through all of this, even in their own world, their own families. And I had a conversation last week with a, a waitress that we frequent a particular restaurant on a regular basis. And we've kind of gotten to know this individual. And so we started talking last week about, you know, hey, how are things going? We know you're going to be sending your kids to school. And, you know, you kind of get connected with people. And we knew that she was looking at her and her husband were looking at one of our classical academies here in in the Denver area. But then last week she was talking about how, you know, we're really thinking about maybe doing homeschooling. So it gave me a real opportunity to share all sorts of things homeschool-wise with her, and I've got some material that I'll bring to her as well. But point being, Taya, a lot of people are looking for alternatives to the regular public school education system. No doubt about it, John. Uh, I mean, now more than ever, and I think I, I shared with you last time, that it was the number of inquiries that I got during that distance learning that uh, made me dust off that website name, homeschoolreadyornot.com, and, and, you know, try to teach myself uh, this old dog new tricks, <laughs> new technical tricks. Um, because it was, there were people that were literally clamoring for information, yeah. uh, having gotten off that fence. Now, there are several fences when you make this decision. It's a tough decision. It's a commitment because it's a lifestyle. And I think I shared with you also, that's one of the toughest parts about homeschooling. It's a paradigm shift. Mm. And we've just been brainwashed to think that we have to outsource our health care. Yeah. We have to outsource yeah. our education. It's a pervasive mindset that we have to be dependent upon somebody else. And, John, I don't have to tell you, that is the antithesis of the mindset of the founders. You're exactly right. No, spot on. And... Again, it's exciting to see people looking at alternatives. And one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today, because I'm going to have this conversation again this week, most likely with her, and I'll bring some material, but that is helping people get over their fear. You said a moment ago, hey, I had to dust off some things and do some things differently, and even in your case, change some mindsets. And I think 
the one fear that this is this is correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the fears folks have, I could see that with this individual we talked to last week, is they feel inadequate or unable to actually teach their kids when nothing could be farther from the truth. 100%. Look, our children learn just by being with us. Hmm. Every opportunity inside and outside the home is an opportunity to learn and an opportunity to shepherd. And I, I had a mom tell me once, hey, I think I would, I would not be great at teaching third grade math. And I said, well, sweetie, then why would you send your child back to the same system that made you insecure about teaching third grade math? <laughs> Good point. Good okay, point. So there, there's some logic involved. In the, you know, and the answer to that is this. There are so many resources out there now, hmm. and we all stand on the, on the shoulders of the pioneers who did it before it was cool. I stand on their shoulders, my peers stood on their shoulders, and we are so grateful for them. The amount of resources, both scripted and non-scripted, especially at the young ages, they are nearly overwhelming. That's one of the other reasons we wanted to do the website, so we could be an information aggregate at one point and kind of point people to the proper resources and the um, uh, and legitimate sources. Yep. No, uh, thank you, by the way, and we appreciate that. For all of you listening, homeschoolreadyornot.com. So if you run into individuals like I did last week and you want to get them to some places where there's some great resources, this is one of those places. And Taya, not to take anything away from what you guys are doing, but you are one of many resources, by the way. I think that's the other plus side to all of this is it's not just you. This is a community effort to get people educated on what they can do homeschooling-wise. Absolutely. Look, we, we funnel down the process to get started to getting legal, getting curricula, and getting community. But the last one is, is paramount. It's most important, which is get community. Yes. Find other homeschoolers. Yes. Uh, I had my husband talk to homeschool dads. I spoke with homeschool moms. I visited so many groups. There is a glove for every hand, so to speak, in that community. And it is as diverse as the general population at large. Mm. So it, it is a wonderful thing to come together and meet people who have the same concerns as you, mm-hmm. who may have already been through a certain uh, season and can help shepherd others through that. And for the most part, it's a pretty gracious community in that regard. No, it really is. And I think the other thing that I'm learning, and I'll be the first to admit this, at first you think, okay, homeschooling is just for that hardcore Christian family. They don't want their kids exposed to anything, so they're now going to homeschool. I can tell you right now, Taya, the individual I was talking to last week, I don't know where their faith level is. haven't quite got that far in our relationship to understand all of that. My gut feeling, though, is it's probably not like you and I. My point is this is not just for Christians. There's a lot of just regular individuals out there that want something better for their kids that are turning to homeschooling. It's not all faith-based individuals, right? 100%. Look, uh, if, if nothing else, we, ag- we would agree with others that we want our children to be critical thinkers. We don't want them to be mind-numbed mind robots. We want them to be able to, uh, well... I was just telling someone today about the uh, quote that was on our refrigerator during our entire tenure of homeschooling in our family. And it was, it is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain an idea without accepting it. Mm. Okay, so Mm. what do we not have going on today? Everything is just soaked in and 
and we just believe all those experts with all the letters after their name. That's names. right. Look, in the homeschool in the homeschool community, we want to expose age appropriately. We want to expose them to ideas, uh, to Marx, to Immanuel Kant. We want to dive into all of the philosophies. Um, if you know, if that's well, you, what you, you can't want to do, know, but, you can't know what to stay away from later in life without diving into some of those things. So, to your point, when that age is appropriate, and by the way, I don't think it's universal. I think some kids mature faster than others. That's a nice thing about homeschooling as well, as you can do. Yeah just exactly what your child needs at the moment they need it, where the public school education system is all cookie cutter, as you know. And on top of that, you're going to get things, you know, you know, really crammed down their throat. All of the Greta Thunberg agenda and everything else that's out there is going to get crammed down their throat, whether you want it or not, because that's woven into every single thing the public school system does. Absolutely. And, and in so doing, John, it undermines every other subject matter that they really need to learn. Right. So not only, not only are they uh, undermining those subject matters, but in my opinion, it's just a huge, uh, yet another waste of taxpayer dollars yeah. because our children aren't getting the education um, that the parents think they were. In fact, that's, uh, most parents are feeling betrayed in that regard. Tay, I can tell you that I coach businesses outside of what I do here and on top of owning my own business, and I can tell you that even older individuals that are in business and doing certain things, and this is just an example, and I'm not being critical of anybody because, you know, everybody is is different and, and, and that's okay, and some people are very proficient in English and the sciences versus math, but I will tell you, Taya, in my opinion, we have a grave, grave, grave crisis going on in the United States of America when it comes to math, and that's for several generations now. Absolutely. Look, we're so far down on the list. Uh, you know, when you look at where this country started in, in education, where it, it, you know, and it went through the one-room schoolhouse, uh, we had a, an extremely high literacy rate at one point. Um, Eighth graders at that time knew more than most people coming out of college do today, Taya, as you know. It is crazy. I I showed up. I'm not exaggerating. That is not. I've seen the eighth grade readers and the things that we were putting out at that time. I've seen literal copies and have read them. And and frankly, there's some problems in there I don't know that I can even do. And I'm pretty good at a lot of things, Taya, especially when it comes to math. I can't do a lot of what's in that eighth grade. Literally, they, they were passing kids with an eighth-grade education that, that today most college-educated individuals couldn't pass. Correct, correct. And our founders, a lot of them went to Boston Latin School, which was a classical school, and I love classical academies. Um, and uh, to get from that point to Harvard, that's where you went at the wow. time. Wow. And when you look at those, when you look at those tests, uh, a little anecdote here, our children kind of balked because uh, they took Latin all the way through their, their education tenure, and, um, and then we included logic and rhetoric into that. And any time they balked, I would pull up a copy of that test. Wow. And I would say, okay, well, when you do this, you don't have to take this anymore. And it's not, you know, and it was, it was all in fun. Right. And they understood exactly what the purpose was. Right. And they understood mm-hmm. that, um, wow, maybe this is, uh, multi-pronged approach to teaching us how to think, right? Not what to think. How to teach, think. You, Thank you. If you teach them how to think, Thank they'll you. come up with it on their own. Yeah, right? and I've, I've talked about this with other guests in the past, Tay, and this is where I, I, I think 
I wish we had a different name. I mean, critical thinking skills are huge, but I wish we had a different way of naming them because when you talk to some people and say, oh, your kid needs to have critical thinking skills, it almost makes it sound like you're going to teach your kid to be negative and be critical. That's not what that means at all, but it's got that connotation attached to it. So some way I wish we'd almost redefine what that means, but to your point, we are not teaching kids that at all. Right. We're teaching them uh, to be ruled by their emotions. Mm-hmm. We are teaching them that if it, it you know, if, if, it's, uh, if everybody does it, then you should do it. Right. Right. It used to be the opposite. That's right. I don't right. know about you, but growing up, That's I heard right. if everybody jumps off a bridge, you're going to go after it. Um, and yet, I, I don't know how this happened on our watch, John. <laughs> So, well, I, I, you know, in a way, some of this started. Thank you for saying that, by the way. Some of this happened. I could see it happening. I've been, you know, self-employed most of my life. I was in the automotive industry, still am to a large extent, and so being around technicians and, and folks that have to diagnose problems, and by the way, have high, high critical thinking skills. Otherwise, you can't fix cars and do the things that we do in that particular industry. But hey, I can tell you that those skills were starting to lapse in the early 80s. So it's literally been, uh, you know, a 40 plus year process. This didn't just happen last year or the last generation. This has been going on since I was in high school. Yeah, I agree. And actually, if we, if we trace it back, we could probably trace it back to Dewey. Probably. Because I think his experiment, his experiment has uh, has come to fruition here, and uh, I don't even think that's arguable. But um, you know, it's it also when when it ramped up in the '80s, and I agree with you, we saw more federal encroachment. Yes, and the, the goals of that federal encroachment have always been progressive. When when you think about turning little minds to mush, yep. breaking down their identity, which involves breaking down history. Not you know, not just our history, but ultimately the history of Western civilization, and uh, radicalizing for activism. Mm-hmm. I mean, that those are the three main goals of right. the federal encroachment. And if they weren't intended goals, they were certainly uh, the byproducts, regardless. Oh, I think they are intended. I, I've said it numerous times because of our math illiteracy. Taya, we can now have thirty-three trillion dollars in national debt. If people really understood what a trillion dollars was in in heaven's sake, what $33 trillion is, it would be a whole different world today. Most people are lucky to balance their own checkbook, nonetheless tell you what $33 trillion is. That's the problem. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's by design. And, and it, it, uh, my point is that was by design so that government could run away and do with its budgets what it's done, and we now have $33 trillion worth of debt as a country. Well, and we, we have uh, two generations that are dependent on government That's for right. whatever it is, for health care advice, for education, for, you know, yep. I clicked I, I once that we've done the same thing to doctors as we did to teachers. We turn teachers into administrators. We turn doctors into pill pushers. Yep. So where do we go for education and health care? We well in my case, I just talked about one of our doctors here of late that's one of our sponsors where he is outside of that whole world and you go to him and handle things much like you would go to you and figure out what to do for the homeschooling end of it. You put it into your own hands instead of the hands of someone else. Amen. And I, I hope that we continue to be innovative in that regard and, and get ahead of it so that we can get back to that sacred mm-hmm. ground mm-hmm. of doctor, patient, teacher, student yep. relationship. Yep. 
All right, folks, again, the website, it's homeschoolreadyornot.com. Tay, you guys have lots of information there. Again, we're going to keep having you back, especially now that school's getting you know ramped up and a lot of folks are already have their kids in school. Labor Day is just this weekend, as you know. Really quick before I let you go, this is one of the things that I was trying to sort of, quote-unquote, sell on the advantage of homeschooling when I had this conversation last week, and that is, listen, you can set your own schedule on how you do everything schooling-wise. And by the way, the six to seven hours a day your kid spends in school, a good 35 to 40% of that is wasted on nonsense that you don't have to do when you're homeschooling. So the amount of time your kid actually has to spend learning, you can either ramp up and increase and they learn a lot more, or you can show them real-world things like how to work and learn things on their own, which is a huge byproduct of homeschooling. 100%. The time we take away from classrooms is criminal. Um, absolutely. We had a four-day-a-week homeschool, and, um, and, and just depending upon that week and how we needed to roll that week was when we did studies. And people would be shocked at how little time, especially when they're young, it takes to actually uh, you know, do the reading, writing, and arithmetic. And again, they learn just by being with you. Yep. If you have to work alongside them, they're going to learn your time management skills. That's it, right. They're just a lot, a lot of bonuses. Taya, again, thank you. We'll keep having you back. I appreciate it very much. If anything special comes up and you'd like to reach out and get on faster, you know how to get a hold of us, and we will do that for you. It has been my pleasure. I really appreciate it. Thank you, you Taya, very day. much. Appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day. K&R Home Transitions is next, folks. Take the stress of normally what would be buying and selling your home out of that. Call K&R, and they will reduce that stress. 720-437-8210. You're stuck. You need to sell that house. Inflation means a remodel is going to cost a fortune, and high interest rates means your price is spiraling by the day. KNR Home Transitions uses a revolutionary new service called ReUp to do it all for you. ReUp will remodel your home at no upfront cost and split the profit with you when the home sells. Think about it. Sure. You could remodel the place yourself, put in the work, hire and pay the contractors, clean the messes, and market it online yourself. But your time is valuable, and you don't have months to do it and foot the bill for the work up front. You want your place sold now and for what you feel it is worth. K&R knows your market. They know what sells, and they can be a one-stop shop so you can go about your life without worrying about the stress that comes with doing a remodel to sell. Get started now by going to klzradio.com home or call them at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Premier Home Remodels, folks, and they will help you from beginning to end with your project. Total transparency. Find them today at klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels will help you add more space to your home. There is a growing trend in building additional dwelling units right now. Whether the additional unit is a mother-in-law suite, an outdoor patio, an additional room, or simply just extra space, Premier will guide you expertly through the entire process. Your home will increase in value and there will always be a market for homes with new additional rooms. And when adding an additional dwelling unit, you will always have an open and direct line of communication with the Premier Project Manager. Premier Home Remodels works with an experienced, licensed, and insured network of professionals with over 20 years in their trade. So you know your expansion project will be in good hands as promised. 
For your home addition, contact Premier Home Remodels by visiting klzradio.com slash remodel. Your air conditioner is costing you a fortune, and Denver is the perfect climate for quiet, cool, attic, and whole house technology, so you can save money and enjoy a cool home. Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air is now your source for quiet, cool technology. With a quiet, cool whole house or attic fan, you can use the cool evenings and mornings to your advantage by pulling the cool air in and pushing the hot air out, giving you a lower baseline temperature to start with and ensuring that your expensive air conditioner isn't doing all the work. The U.S. Department of Energy calls quiet, cool fans the most cost-efficient way to cool any home. Don't sweat your way through the summer this year or pay a fortune to run your air conditioner. Get a quiet, cool attic or whole house fan installed with Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air today. KLZ listeners can save $300 on a quiet, cool installation. Just go to klzradio.com absolute and fill out the short form. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical, Heating, and Air. Now back to Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, and a lot of you listening to that last conversation I had with Tay are thinking to yourselves, John, I just we keep thinking about it, we keep talking about it, we keep kicking it around, we just don't know what to do. Use the resources at some of the websites of the people that we talk to. Taya's just, as I said, and she's not, she's fine because it's a community. She's just one piece of the community when it comes to the whole homeschooling network. So what I would say to some of you that have even tossed this about is really investigate it. Look at it. And I'm not saying that homeschooling is for everyone. You may want to go to a classical academy like even Taya talked about that she really likes and enjoys. You may want to go to a Christian school, Catholic school, you know, just a regular you know, parochial school. That, that's, that's your choice as well. I think by now you all know my feelings on public school. I don't have to, I really don't think I have to state that much. You pretty much know right now where I stand on that. I am not a public school fan at all. Are there good ones versus bad ones? There's better ones versus the bad ones. I don't know that I would go as far as to say there's any good ones. Sorry, I'm just going to stand, I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't think there is. Even, even though there are, and I do believe this, there are some good teachers inside some public schools. I think even some good Christian teachers inside of some public schools, and they feel like, in a way, they're you know, doing some sort of ministry by being there. Problem is, they're so outnumbered, and the chances of you getting them as your teacher and even having that year after year after year is pretty slim, if not impossible whereby the other ones I just mentioned, you have a much greater chance of having people around your children that are like-minded like you, which was important to me, still is. I've said it, I'll keep saying it, the last thing I wanted to do was reprogram my kids when they came home at night. I wanted them being taught the same things I was teaching. Now, I also agree with Taya that I think, and my kids had this, I think exposing them to all of the other types of thoughts that are out there, there's nothing wrong with that and having those conversations, whether it be about, you know, 
liberalism, communism, on down the line you go. I, I have no issues with that whatsoever. They need to understand what the other side says and thinks. They need to know history. They need to know what happened in Nazi Germany, what happened in Russia, the old Soviet Union. They, they need to know. They need to know what's going on in North Korea. They need to know those other systems and ideas and thoughts and all of the political ideologies that are out there. They need to know those. They need to know about Islam. They need to know about all the other religions in the world. They need to be taught those things. I, I feel they do, and I can tell you right now, that's not taught in a public school at all. Your kids won't know what's right from wrong unless they're taught those things. So I agree with Taya on that. When the, when the child gets to a, a particular age where they can start comprehending those things, yes, you need to have those conversations, i.e., what is a cult? How do you avoid one? How do you know you're in one? You know, how do you know that is one, I should say? And then, and then to know to stay away from it. If your kids aren't taught that, how do you, how do you keep them out of it? I don't, I don't know that most people could even define what one is today. So I agree with her. I do think kids need to be exposed to all those different schools of thoughts. Otherwise, they have no idea what to stay away from. It's sort of like a hot stove. Your parents can tell you it's hot, but until you actually touch it, feel it, see it, and know that it's hot, you won't know to stay away from it. Same is true with the other things I just said a moment ago. American National Insurance is next. Speaking of homes and the disasters that we see happening in different parts, Maui being one of them, make sure you're properly insured. There's not a greater need, in my opinion, when it comes to your home and what's going on there, even your cars as well, than having the right insurance. Paul Lewinberger, 303-662-0789. Paul Lewinberger will teach you how to pay for home insurance the right way, saving money on premiums while protecting yourself from catastrophic costs in the future. American National Insurance keeps premiums low by attracting clients who choose to self-insure the small stuff. Most people don't understand basic economics, so they file claims all the time, driving up the cost of insurance year after year. You listen to Rush to Reason, so you probably have a better head on your shoulders, financially speaking, than the average homeowner. Still, you can learn new strategies from Paul Lewinberger to practice responsible money management. The smartest homeowners only file claims in emergencies, opting to pay out-of-pocket for everyday expenses. Personal responsibility benefits everyone, enabling you to afford total loss coverage. Call John's personal insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance for details about his one-of-a-kind rebate program, 303-662-0789. The best export we have is common sense. You're listening to Rush to Reason. All right, we've got a special guest joining us here in just a few minutes, Jerry Wilbur. He's a author, political analyst, and a culture doctor. We're going to talk to him and talk about the rise of the true blue rebellion. We'll be back and cover that. If you missed this first hour, you can catch it between 6 and 7 p.m. tonight right here on KLZ 560. Or go right to the website. You can listen there as well and send this on to somebody if you'd like. Go to RushToReason.com and just look under the show notes section. We'll be right back, though. Hour 2 is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.
I'm 